This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, May 11th, 2022, and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, but no Paul's Zartman tonight. Instead, filling in for the second time in three weeks, our good friend, Austin Shepard. Jeff, what's going on? How we doing, man? Doing good. It was a heck of a dynamite tonight. Yeah, you know, two weeks ago, I had a heck of a dynamite with Paul, and I'm like, man, this can't get any... uh... It can't get any better, but I think it got a little better tonight. I think it did, too. It was a stacked show. Uh, we'll get into it here momentarily, but uh, I think we kind of need to talk about Paul's absence tonight. You know, he didn't really give us an explanation why he's missing the show, and I came up with a theory. You remember that uh, photo Shawn Michaels took with the belt in the mid-'90s? Uh, yeah. I'm afraid that's maybe what Paul's doing with the KOP title. Uh, so when one of us takes it off of him in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to sanitize that baby. Yeah. I, why'd you have to put that thought in my head? <laughs> like, like I'm thinking maybe he has something to do with his kids, some baseball games, some t-ball games. No, you, you go right out of left field. Hey, <laughs> hey, he, he threw some shots my way two weeks ago. So I have to, that's true. That's true. He was he was making it every everybody clear that you were you know had more important things to do with your girlfriend. Which yep. hey, wait, you get married with two kids? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> one step at a time. One step at a time. But, Cheers to that. But I do have some questions for you before we get into tonight's dynamite, and I didn't cue you on any of these. No, this so I want I want our our listeners and viewers to to get to know your wrestling fandom background a little bit. And I'm curious myself. So um, I know you watch a little bit of everything, really. I do. Um, I watch uh, predominantly AEW. And then here in the last two years, I've got really into the independent scene, uh, mainly GCW um, because of John Moxley, Matt Cardona, um, and then before kind of that, I watched the NWA, basically when Billy Corbin bought it and uh, tried to, you know, resurrect it and is doing a really good job there. So NWA, um, some GCW, uh, PWG came back out in California. I watched some of that. 
Um, Pro Wrestling Revolver now is kind of kind of kicking in. They, they're sharing some AEW talent, some GCW talent. Um, so yeah, just I, I kind of went I kind of went rogue and got away from the Goliath, you know, oh, yeah. over in Connecticut, and not to say I'm not going to watch a WrestleMania or a Survivor Series or a SummerSlam, but to tune in to Monday or Fridays every night, yeah. I got some other stuff to do. No, I'm right there with you. I know Paul and I have talked about on the show. I mean, I was to the point back in 2018, um, I was about done with it. I was just so tired of the WWE product and all in really saved my wrestling fandom. And then the start of, of AEW. And then like you were mentioning, kind of dabbing into some other things. I've, I've ordered some GCW shows this past year and, um, trying to keep up with a lot more of the independence. It's just a lot, a lot more enjoyable. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It is. I, I remember one of the big things was I was, it was even before uh, uh, AEW. I was just, it was just, I, I, I couldn't sit down and watch two hours of, of television. Um, and then I started dabbling in a little uh, ring of honor, ROH. And they had that, sh- that uh, combined show with new Japan mm-hmm. sold out MSG. And I was just like, okay, there's some other stuff out here. Let's, you know, let's give it a shot. And I was hooked, you know, you know, Bully Ray went to ROH there back in 17 or something like that. It was just, you know, that was a big thing with him. And he had that match with Flip Gordon that he put Flip over, of course. And I was just like, okay, there's some other stuff out here that, that is different. And I really enjoyed it. And I just kind of started, uh, started watching it, um, kind of with the, uh, you know, like PWG, like I started watching, um, the bucks on their all elite stuff on Monday, Monday post. So I learned about PWG. They were going, that's when they were flying back and forth to Japan and started watching mm-hmm. some Japan stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can enjoy this again. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, I grew it up. My, my mom, believe it or not, my mom, um, was the person that let me watch, you know, wrestling on Saturday mornings. Um, my grandpa on my mom's side was the one that took me to my first show, you know, in the late eighties. Um, so yeah, you know, through the nineties and the whole attitude era, of course I was a, I was a WWF guy. That was one of my questions. So you just answered it for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a WWF. Guy. Right. Um, and then when the product changed, I still watched it. Don't be wrong. I still watched it. Um, but here in the last three to four years, it just kind of like I just didn't really care and kind of resparked my interest. Um, I always, well, I always follow the dirt sheets. I mean, sure. you know, at work, you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I always kept, I remember, I think I said this to Paul, like I remember in high school, one of the, one of the first dirt sheets was a guy named Jimmy Van. Uh, and, and Jimmy Van still makes some posts nowadays on, on social media. But back then, he did not have social media. We did not have it. I'm old, showing my age. But so, he's, yeah, I started following Jimmy Van, and it was just, you know, it was yep. different back then. And now Jimmy Van owns and runs Fightful. So, yeah. he's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> yeah. He started with, a, with a, a website and a dirt sheet, and he's doing all right. Yes. Yes. Well, that's good to know. A few other questions I got for you. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh, man, that's a that's a tough one. Of all time, if I could only pick one to watch, 
It had to be Ric Flair. Good choice. It has to. It has to. Like, I, I watched Hogan, you know, uh, the Warrior, Macho Man, love those guys, Ricky Steamboat, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, I was I was a kind of a WCW guy, too. I watched both products, but if you're going to make me pick one, it's, it's got to be him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – it's so it's so. All right, let's 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 reverse course a little bit. Current wrestlers, who's your favorite current wrestler? If you had to pick one, okay. So it changed tonight. So it, it has been Moxley. Yeah, like, just because he's gone from GCW to AEW, whatever. But for the last month, uh, it started with the uh, Renee Parquette podcast with Dax Harwood. After tonight, and I even brought it. I even, I even, I even brought a little tequila <laughs> for Dax. But after what he did last week uh, and what he did this week, I mean, dude, he's he's it. Oh, he can go. I mean, he's proven. Yeah. I mean, we we know he and Cash are one of the best, if not the best, tag team in the world. I think Dax proves he's one of the best single wrestlers in the world. Yeah, like just just uh, he, just the the whole thing. Yeah, like right now, I would watch any match Dax is in right now. Yeah. So Dax Harwood is my favorite wrestler right now as we're going. Two more questions for you: favorite match of all time? Oh man. Um. And don't don't I, it's got to be Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania. I, I mean that's right up there for me. Um, I go back and forth between that one, and and I'm trying not to be too much of an AEW homer here, but it's uh, Double or Nothing 2019 Cody and Dustin. I mean that that match just had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, the, finish. yeah, and of course, of course you you probably don't. You were too damn young. Uh, the uh, Ric Flair went in the WWF title in Indianapolis. Yeah, I was I was able to watch that one. Yeah, uh, I, I've watched it since on the on the on the sure, Peacock. Sure. But not yeah, yeah, I was yeah. too young. To, but I mean, I mean to to get you hooked in. I mean, there's been so many good ones in AEW, but yeah, I still still. And I and and one of them right up there with it is 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 uh, Michaels and Flair and WrestleMania the, the retirement match that yep. he didn't really retire, but that one just got you hooked. It wasn't it wasn't such a great performance. It just got you hooked. The storyline was just stupid good. And the ending, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then Flair had to go off and do his TNA run and kind of ruin his retirement. But yeah, that's that's story for another day. And uh, last question before we get into recapping tonight's show. And this is a tough one, and mine changes almost every year. Your Mount Rushmore. So four guys on your Mount Rushmore for pro wrestling. All time. Of all time. All time. Flair. Yep. Rock. Okay. Shawn Michaels. And then I'm going to throw one in there that's I think a lot of people probably make fun of me about. Omega. And what are you basing on? Yeah, hands himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I look at 
And the reason the first three is because they were mainstream. Yeah. Omega did it a different way over in Japan. True. And then coming over, you know, with ROH and then uh, obviously AEW. But I don't, you know, people can pick on him. Like I said, I call him jazz hands. <laughs> you know, his, his run in NXT was nothing. Yeah. Um, but you talk about a guy that can get you hooked to watch a performance, to watch a match, to talk on the mic. I'm in. And I, I, I said this to Paul a few weeks ago, you know, I think I took Kenny Omega for granted until he's gone. You know, he's been gone since November now, and I'm like, I'm dying for him to come back. Yeah. He's, well, he's just greatness. I'll throw a $5 bill. He's the Joker next week, but that's beside the point. Even even though all the dirt she said his shoulders are still in tough spots, but um, it was it, that last spot was between Omega and and obviously Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think if I had to name mine, and I, like I said, I change mine almost every year. I, I agree with Flair. I mean, not only just because he's a sixteen time world champ, but he's got the charisma, great matches. I mean, everything you look for. Stone Cold, just from a, I mean. Most popular wrestler of all time, I think. I mean, yeah. he only he really, when you look at his run, it was only four years with with missing a year due to injury, and then he took his ball ball and went home one other year. Um, so that's pretty incredible what he did in those four years. I have the Undertaker on mine just because of the longevity of his career. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth, I mean, I've had The Rock on there before. I've had Hogan on there before just because, I mean, another guy, I'm not a huge Hogan fan. I was when I was young, but, I mean, just you say Hulk Hogan, everybody knows who he is. Um, but I think I think Shawn Michaels is my fourth right now. So Yeah, it, it, nothing like <clears throat> against Hogan. I mean, obviously, he put the WWF on his back and did a great job, but he did it in his charisma, his mic work his appearance, not so much as in-ring work. Right, 100%. If I want to be technical about it. But, I mean, could you, could you in their prime, could you imagine Hogan versus Omega? <laughs> no. That would be a S show. Yeah. French. That would be, be awful. Yeah. Be awful. It, it, nobody nobody watched that. Yeah. So, yeah, completely different eras and style. Yeah. But, yeah, I like, again, at first, and I'll be honest, I wasn't a big Omega fan. Um. Because I saw him in Ring of Honor, and then he came obviously AEW with 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 the Bucks and everybody. And um, I, I like Jim Cornette on some of the stuff he says, but some of the stuff he was pointing out, and I started watching. Like, yeah, he's right. But guess what? Omega still sold me, or still hooked me, still sold it, and he's a darn good performer. So, yeah, like you said, it might change. You ask me in six months, it might be different. But sure, yeah. It's one of those topics that's fun to talk about because everybody's got their own list, their own agenda. I mean, another guy that I've been a fan of his whole career, and I think he's one of the greatest of all time and doesn't get talked about enough, Randy Orton. The reason he doesn't get talked about because he's still doing it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. My, I my, think I, my, my first three guys aren't really doing much of anything. <laughs> that's true. And, and, and Omega's been on the shelf for a while, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. here, I mean – Obviously, uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, I mean, twenty years, and I still think he's got another five to ten left in him. And and I, again, I've watched a little bit of the product, 
and I know we're, we're getting off subject, oh, but yeah. the stuff he's doing with uh, Riddle, Riddle, man, he's adapted so good to that. And he's gone from a guy that you thought would literally want to beat the tar out of Riddle to being his best friend. And it's, it's kind of good. It's, it's good entertainment. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's adapted. Uh, Chris Jericho's one, I, I guess you could make a case for, I mean, talk about a guy who adapts to his character, but uh, I have some thoughts on Jericho later, later. Yeah. The show. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But let, let's get into nice dynamite. It start off with a banner of a match. I wasn't sure what they were going to start with tonight. I, I really, actually, I kind of thought it was going to be Jeff and Darby to start. But uh, they start with Adam Cole and Dax Harwood in the Owen Hart Cup Invitational Invitational uh, Quarterfinals match. And, uh, boy, was it a good one. Martha Hart and family in attendance tonight in Long Island, which was nice to see. I, You know, the IWC is doing his thing natively, unfortunately, tonight and just ripping Tony Khan's tweet with a picture of him and, his, and, and Owen's family. But uh, I thought that was neat to see her at the event and, see Owen's family. Um, and what a finish to this match. We see Adam Cole win via the sharpshooter. So you have a guy who grew up idolizing Brett beating the guy who idolized or the guy who idolized Sean beating the guy who idolized Brett via the sharpshooter. Yeah. And, and back to the, the Martha thing, you notice that every at the end there, she was clapping and smiling and she leaned over and she says, I didn't care. I didn't know. So she did. She didn't know the outcome to this this match. Great match. Um, if I could sum it up in one word, I would say stiff. Yes. Um, or, or two words: strong style. I mean, yeah. I know they're, they're not in Japan. Um, the only the only negative thing is right there in the first two or three minutes, he slid Dax into the the ring post, and he hit his uh, right side ribs. And half the match, he if he looked, he was on his left side ribs. But that's being nitpicky. Other than that, great match. I was hooked. I wanted I wanted another five minutes. Um, it went about it went almost twenty minutes. I think if I looked at the the, the clock right, um, yeah, I'm in. Uh, yep. In I I I knew in my gut Cole was going to win, but I didn't want Cole to win. If I'm going to be the fan, the fan was the fan of me wanted Dax to win and move on, but darn good match. Those guys beat the tar out of each other. Um, just like when he when he fought Cash two weeks ago, he beat the tar out of him. Oh, yeah. Cash beat the tar out of him. Yeah, that was stiff as stiff uh, can be, and I love yeah, it. Uh, great match, great way to start the show. Hey, and and Tony Khan knows that, and I think he got us hooked. Yeah, I I think I was right there with you. I mean, I, I knew deep down that Cole was going to win, but I wanted Dax. I think the crowd wanted Dax, or at least the majority of them. And that's over a really popular guy in Adam Cole there. But I, I saw a lot of people who predicted the brackets. A lot of them had a Dax win the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I was more I, just because of what a story it would have been. Well, here's the thing. Cole winning, and then obviously we know what, what happened at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, Dax versus Jeff. You're taking Dax all day long. Um, Dax versus uh, Darby. We're taking Darby just because they want to push him. Um, so now, obviously, 
I bet you, I bet you a thousand that uh, Cole goes over Hardy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think, I right. think you're right, and I think we'll get some uh, young buck interference to help Cole out there. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, at the end of the show, which we'll get to, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll uh, determine that. But yeah. great opening, uh, opening segment, and I would always after uh, Paul and I talked after uh, the cash and Dax thing, I'd hate to go on second. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and. And second, though, was uh, CM Punk versus the meat man, Johnny Silver, Johnny Hungy, uh, Long Island's own. And boy, did uh, Johnny Hungy got a lot of offense, Ed. He did. Um, Punk plays a pretty darn good heel. Oh, doesn't he ever? He know he he's does. loving it. He, you know what? He still gets the crowd reaction when his music hit. He comes Just for out a second until he came out with the Tavares jersey and then it flipped. Yeah, and then it flipped. <laughs> Um, he plays them up good. I think he knows going into this uh, pay-per-view that Hangman's the face. So he's go- he's going to play the role, and he's just that darn good. Except last week, I could have made the case that Hangman was the heel coming off his promo. Yeah, Hangman was a little was a little different, but um, I think tonight it's pretty pretty clear what Punk did and and, and yeah. the way he acted and. And even after the uh, little face-to-face confrontation they had, he threw the mic down, and you could read his lips. And he's pretty fired up, and, and yep. he's going to play the heel part here for the next, what, two weeks we got yep. uh, going into the pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm glad they did it like they did tonight. Uh, and Punk got, got the win. I forgot to mention that. Punk gets the win over over Johnny Hungy with the buckshot lariat, which I loved. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah uh, great, great finish. But, you know, the good thing about Punk, and this is the professional ending, he he put uh, Johnny over. Oh, yeah. He, well, let me rephrase that. He gave him the rub. Yes. That was the correct term. Sorry. Yes. He didn't put him. He gave him the rub in his hometown. The guy, the guy is over with the crowd. He plays the crowd. He's a great entertainer. Yes, he's four foot six, <laughs> but but you know he he puts on a show. He entertains. He gets the crowd. He does his job. So Punk did the professional thing. Gave him the rub. Still at the end, Punk goes over and just builds up to the uh, pay per view. Exactly, it went exactly how it should have, and and that's the thing with Punk's run so far in AEW. You can tell he's having a blast, and a lot of times he tells really good stories within his matches, and he gives the rub to a lot of the younger talent, even though more times than not he's victorious because his only losses to MGF in Chicago. But um, I think I, – I, th- I mean, I know some people don't think his run's been all that great, but I think it's been uh, spot on. I think he's been very entertaining and put on great matches. Um, his mic work has been good. His mic work was great with the MGF thing. Uh, other than that, it's been good. But you never saw him have these 10 to 20-minute matches in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think it's great. I think he's doing awesome. He's working, what, two times a month? Yeah. Probably, probably loving life. Um, and we're going to see him in Vegas, and I'm excited for that one. Yep, we'll see if uh, they shake hands after the match or not, come uh, double or nothing. I think they will. I won't tell you my outcome because nope, – You got to save that for two weeks. I got to say that one because yeah. I don't, I don't want to tell you that, but I think they will. I'll say, I'll say this right now. 
they will shake hands at the end of that match. All right. I can get on board with that. All so right. we didn't see Britt Baker backstage uh, talking about facing the Joker next week and saying it's a kiss. She's going along with the conspiracy like she always does. Um, she's uh, talking up Jamie Hader and said Hader's going to win and let the best woman win uh, next week when they face off, which we'll talk about Tony Storm and Jamie Hader's match here in a little bit. But one of those quick backstage segments that I was like, okay, let's keep it going. All right, so throw throw the contract stuff out of the window. Fantasy booking, Mia Yam, the Joker. I would like that, especially since she just popped up on Impact. And they, they said she only signed a six month contract. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that contract gives her open to other bookings, but uh, I'm going to go with Athena. Oh yeah, new Warrior. Uh, Wrestling champion. I mean, she she's not signed anywhere. I thought she'd be yeah. in AW at least for a match by now. Yeah, and a big thing with that is uh, uh, Warrior Wrestling kind of in our area, uh, Indiana, Chicago, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had a show recently here, and Thunder Rosa was the champion, uh, relinquished the belt, and Athena won it in the three way, and Thunder Rosa gave her the rub. Right. So. Um, yeah, there you are. All right, I like that one better than than mine. Yeah, Thank that's you. just a prediction. Yeah, <laughs> out there. I, I know it will not be Tessa Blanchard. Let's let's say that. Much. No, she has some issues. She 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 does. It, it's it's really too bad. I mean, I thought she was getting a second chance with uh, Wow, and uh, she, she obviously ruined that. She has some issues, and uh, we haven't seen Tolly for a while, and obviously W, and so yeah. you know. Obviously, a heck of a talent, a heck of a worker. Obviously, somebody can get out of her own way. Yep. That's a nice way to put it, I guess. Oh, very well. Very well said. Then uh, we got a match I was really looking forward to tonight, and that's the in-ring debut of Danhausen. Um, <laughs> honest, honestly, I was I was looking forward to this bout as much as anything on the show because I've seen highlights of his ROH work, but I'd never had to really sit down and watch a complete match of his. So I wanted to see what he could do. I mean, the guy's entertaining as ever on YouTube and on social media, but I'm like, I want to see what he can do in the ring. And Tony Nice, who did, got the jobber entrance, didn't even get any entrance music or anything, squashes him in what's got to be the quickest AEW match ever. Got to be close. Oh. Under 30 seconds. I mean, I, I know Kenny Omega beat Sonny Kiss that one time in Daly's place, like, really quick. So it might be that one. But if not, this was right up there. I mean, Nice hit him with a running knee and got the one, two, three, and then hit him with about two or three more until – Hook came out and made the save. I think they did this debut perfect. I I do. T- I was ticked for like a minute, but yeah. then how it all played out, I'm like, okay, I can get on board with this. You know, he got a huge pop, Dan Housen. That is, he got a huge pop when he came down. I'm like, okay. And I've seen some of his ROH stuff, and it's it, it is what it is. I mean, the guy weighs, I, although he's billed at six seven three thirty, I think he's <laughs> five ten. 145 but yeah anyways um they did that and the way they did that match i'm like wow they're gonna squash him like that and then it all made sense yep they got me hooked they did their job literally yep (laughs) yeah yeah no pun intended and uh the the handshake with uh when hook came out to make the save the handshake 
Obviously, Dan Housen's face. His facial recognition is just oh, he's stupidly good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it worked. And so we're gonna get. Obviously, we're gonna get in the uh, buy-in. Uh, we're gonna get uh, Hook Housen. Hook Housen versus <laughs> uh, Tony Neese and uh, uh, Smart, Mark Sterling. Yep. Mark Sterling. So yeah. Um, otherwise, I would probably not watch the buy-in. I'm gonna watch it now. Uh, oh yeah, I, I mean that pop of the crowd when when Hook came out for one, and then the handshake. I mean, AEW has built Hook so perfectly because I was getting a little nervous when he was catching fire that they were gonna overuse him too much, but just how they pick and choose to use him has been awesome. They've done really well with him, easing him into it. We don't get too much of him, which makes it even better. Yep. Um, but. You know, like I said, I was not going to watch. I, I don't do pre-shows. I don't either. I'm going to watch it now. Yep. And if we put it on our... Uh, our uh, oh, it'll be on the predictions. Yep. Okay. 16, yep. 16 17 points, whatever the best point is. <laughs> I'm going on hook out. There we go. I mean, Spoil- spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, if they don't put them over on that, then Tony Khan's had a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> Too much a drink or, or something, something along those lines. <laughs> but yeah, very, very fun segment after what was kind of a disappointing result for about about a minute there. But uh, that's that's why we let it play out. We we can't overreact right away. Then uh, we got to another thing I was really looking forward to, especially since it was in Long Island and the guys be loved in Long Island. That's MJF. He, he and Warlow's contract signing. Um, there's a lot to love about this. I, I like when Wardlow comes out and the Tron is saying boo Wardlow. thought that was yeah. pretty funny. And then the whole dark side of the ring intro with MGF. That hooked me. Oh, that was great. I thought we were getting a commercial. <laughs> and and I got we were getting a commercial for the first what 10 seconds, and then Jericho goes, wait a minute. I'm not putting this yeah. all over. And then he's like, wait, he's paying me this much? And then it just flowed. I'm like, oh, what what awesome production. Oh, it was great. It was wow. so good. I'm a huge Dark Side of the Ring fan. So yep. the way they did that, I'm just like, I was excited because it, if I think here in the last, I don't know, month, they've they've talked about that. Um, you know, they're they're doing another season and they're being really, you know, really quiet on what they're doing, but it's it's in production. Mm-hmm. Um and True TV came out and was just – or not True TV, Vice, sorry. Vice TV came out and said that we support them. But then that's all you hear, and then you get this. And I'm like, what a great thing to do it in the middle of AEW television. And then we just – we got hooked. I know those guys of Dark Side Arena are working on another documentary-type series about the territories. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that. And I think the problem they're struggling with is – a lot of people don't want to talk to them based on what happened on a few of the episodes last year. Some of the guys got made look a little bad. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Flair being one of them. Um, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer, who stuck up for Flair. You know, he got suspended from Busted Open for a little bit, mm-hmm. Impact for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I get that. And, and there's still some of those guys that, especially you talk about Territory Days, some of those guys still don't want to pull back the curtain. Say mm-hmm. words. So, no. so uh, I know Cornette's big into Dark Side of the Rings. Cornette's a heck of a historian. 
I don't yes. agree with yes. everything he says, um, but he's a heck of a historian. So hopefully he still keeps doing them. But yeah, I love Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, I do too. It's it's definitely on my DVR every week. If I can't watch it when it's on, I watch it later. So, uh, but we got that, and, and like you said, the Jericho touch was just just perfect. And I'm usually not a fan of contract signings, but I thought this was one of the better contract signings I've seen in a long time. Um, I mean, we I like, had- the long, I like the long table in, in, in other places. You always get that short table. You're face to face here. All of a sudden they got this long table. You know that they're spread apart security there. I, I mean, we all know that there's going to be some altercation afterwards, but um, the only thing I, I obviously the guy struggled getting the handcuff off of. Yeah. I wanted to see Warload like 10 seconds into it, just say, screw it and, give the guy a right hand and then sign the contract and then go on. Um, I know MJF tried to stall a little bit. And then if he heard MJF, he goes, just, just leave one on, just leave yeah. one on. So I think yeah. this is going to look so, cheesy with one on. Yeah. He was, he was trying and I get it. He finally, the guy finally got it, but whatever. Pretty well done segment though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, we, we know the stipulations now. It's, it's, it's the same stipulations almost T to T that he and Cody had leading up to their uh, 2020 revolution match. So he's going to get 10 whips instead of lashings. They're called whips now next week from MJF. And when he gets past that, he'll face Spears in a cage match. a la Cody Rhodes, but MJF will be the special guest referee. So cage match goes, um, MJF gets involved he knocks him out. Then he he has to knock both those guys out. Then he climbs over the top. That's yeah. how you get the victory. We know, you, we know that's going to be a, a pay per view match. Usually the uh, AWK rules, and I know we've only got two cage matches. I think it's pinfall or submission. Oh, unless they change it up for that. So yeah. So, but uh, I did love MJF saying uh, to Warlow, "What are you laughing at? You're zero and two in the cage." I guess. And it's true. It's pretty yeah. good. I mean, it took a moonsault from the top of the cage to, to get him to beat that one, though. But yeah, yeah, but uh, we we that'll be good television. Obviously, free television, and then we'll we'll get the payoff at uh, at the pay per view. Yep, because if Warlow wins, he gets out of his contract with MGF. If MGF wins, Warlow can never officially sign with AEW. So. I like the storytelling. <laughs> I do too. It's it's a good story. It's one they've been building the right way for a long time. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. And Warlow, I knew he was going to send somebody through a table. I thought it would be Spears, but it was uh, Mark Sterling. Bad bad night for Mark Sterling tonight. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, obviously he's wrestling on the Indies, yeah. so he, he knows how to take a bump. Yeah, he's uh, he'll we'll be get, just fine. We'll 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 get we'll get uh, Spears. Which I love. If I don't know if you caught this, I love the Ty Dillinger reference. Oh, the ten, the ten. The 10. I thought it was pretty good on MJF's part, and, and and Spears played it up pretty good. And you know, he's one guy. For a while, I didn't think AEW was using uh, to the full potential, but now, yeah, he might not be the featured match every night, but I think they're using him pretty well because he's always part of a huge segment. He's he's in MJF. I mean, he's on TV every week, and that's yeah. more than. More than WWE had him on, so yeah. No, he he's uh, he's one of those guys that come out and you're like, man, I'm gonna change the channel. Yeah. So he keeps you, he keeps you watching. Yeah. 
We then got a video package of Samoa Joe talking about facing the Joker next week. He claims when he wins the tournament, then he's going after Jay Lethal. Um, good. I mean, Joe's strong in interviews, strong on the mic. He's good in the ring. I mean, anything the guy does is gold, in my opinion. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling the Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Sanam Singh thing. Uh, I don't like the Sanjay Singh guy. Yeah. No. I mean, he reminds me of the uh, uh, great Kali. Well, <laughs> He reminds me of the great Kali, but this guy can walk. Great Kali couldn't even walk because right. we were so jacked up. But yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Jay Lethal. Sanjay Dutt has, you know, been in all three companies at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me makes me wonder who that Joker is at, at first. Um, I thought it was somebody that uh, Samoa Joe would go over. Now I don't think so because he wants to go. He wants to be in this storyline. So, man, it's got to be a heel, right? With how they said because they've set up the Joker. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Miro. I'm coming out with that. I think it's Miro. Uh, that's a good one. I think it's Omega with whatever that uh, stupid dude is. Uh, God, the guy from Impact, Don Callis. Oh, Callis, yeah, yeah. I remember him from ECW back in the day. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah. But I've never been a Don Callis fan, so no, make- I don't like him. Yeah, so I mean, I'd like to see Omega come back. They obviously all the dirt sheets say he's not ready, but I mean, that, those those got to be the front two runners. Yeah, I mean, I I think last week my three guys were. Miro, Gargano, or Claudio, aka Cesaro, yep. who Fightful had a update on the day. That it sounds like he's priced himself out of a lot of places, like a lot of independents. So the only other thing I can think of is do they bring somebody in from New Japan to start a feud for Forbidden Door? That would make sense. That would make sense. Just somebody out of left field, and yeah, and then you start a feud. Uh, for uh, Forbidden Door, which I think I'm more pumped about than anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because, I mean, that's that's what's great. You know, usually we have the long break between Double or Nothing and All Out, and now we get a huge crossover event in between, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Next match was for the FTW Championship. I don't get to see that very often because it's never defended. Seventh, uh, Ricky- time. <laughs> Seventh time, I think, is what JR said. It's pathetic. I, hey, I take just, it with a grain of salt because it came from Jr. and we love Jr. But <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, that's a good point. He needs a fact checker. He, he also said Keith E. lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks defending it against Jungle Boy, and we saw Ricky Starks get the win thanks to Swerve Strickland, who was trying to help Jungle Boy and then trying to help cost Jungle Boy the match. Um, I figured Starks was going to win, and I figured it wouldn't be the cleanest of victories, and I was right. Um, after the match, though, we got Christian Cage and Luchasaurus make their way down the ring, and and Christian shoulder checks uh, Strickland on the way. Um, Swerve then staring down Team Taz, and then Keith Lee makes his way down to the ring. So are we going to get a triple threat between these three teams at double or nothing for the titles? That'd be a way to start start the trio's titles. Um, well, I'm saying a triple threat between the 
Oh, you're talking Keith, so, so Keith Swerve, okay, Hobbs and Starks, and then um, Jurassic Express. Yeah, I was I was throwing Christian in there. Yeah, um, yeah, that that would work, but I I don't know. That doesn't excite me for a tag team title. I know, I know. It, but... it doesn't. Not not because of what we got going on with FTR, the Bucks, Red Dragon. Um, I know. Uh, Moxley and Danielson, obviously, they're going to have Yuta in there for the trios title that they're talking mm-hmm. about bringing. Um, but yeah, if if that's a if that's a three way for the tag titles, put hopefully they put it on first. I don't know. I just it doesn't it doesn't excite me at all. Um, I like Keith Lee. Now I would like I would get behind a Swerve and Christian match. And, and they're really teasing the Christian heel turn, and I've yeah. been on the, I've been on board with it for a year ever since you have in Jungle Book. But I saw Warren Hayes, who I've interviewed on this podcast before. He's a, a YouTuber, a wrestling YouTuber. He put out the interesting thought tonight. What if it's Jungle Boy that turns heel? You know what? If you watched at the end of the night when Jungle Boy was away from him, leaning on the ropes, Christian yep. went over to console him. And almost Jungle Boy, I, I won't say he shoved him away, but he kind of gave him a little bit of a cold shoulder. Yeah. He made you think. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think Jung, Jungle Boy could pull off a, a, a heel. I Not yet. He He's going to have to do something, something pretty drastic and changing his attitude and, and on the mic to, to get that over. But, after what you saw at the last minute of that uh, segment, yeah, and, and and I know they probably won't do it here soon, but I hope it's within the next year or so. I want Jurassic Express to split. I've been saying that for a while too, because I I want Jungle Boy to get his push in the singles, get rid of the Jungle Boy name, and start calling him Jack Perry. And I want Luchasaurus as a heel. I think just the overall look at him would be cool as a heel. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could take Luchasaurus as a main eventer though. Uh yeah, that's a good point. I love his in-ring work, but yeah, he I mean, on the mic. Guy, he's, he's a big guy that can move, but yeah, I think the tag titles are good on him. Um, I can see Jungle Boy, you know, TNT Championship run and and work his way up that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just have a hard time not putting FTR in a, in a tag match. Um, there is a part of me that now wants FTR to be triple a ring of honor, uh, AEW, IWGP. Yep. All at once. And, and, and I have a feeling we'll see them in forbidden door at that point, but I don't know if they'll have the AEW titles at the time. I know the Hardys really want – they're putting it out there. The, You know, they've never won the New Japan Tag Titles. So – Yeah, I – and nothing against them. Oh, I know. I know. But I don't I don't see that. I know. Um, I, I was going to look that up today, who the actual IGWP titles are holding it's, right now. It's the they two changed. members of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Um, they just changed off of uh, Finn Juice. They had him for a while, but I'll look uh, it up real quick. Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to see FTR for AW uh, 
versus New Japan there in at Forbidden Door for the for the titles. Luke Fail and Chase Owens. Yeah. 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 But, but we'll see. I th- that's the problem with double or nothing. It's such a it's gonna be such a stacked card and we're gonna see some good talent left off. It's good. what more like four hours is what those pay per views are. Yeah, and you still can't get everybody. I know, I know. It's just a stay of the roster right now. So that's a good problem to have if you're if you're TK to a point. We do have a comment here on YouTube from Angel Light Games. Hookhausen is real, bro. Sure is. <laughs> sure is. There is. We then got the Jericho Appreciation Society victory speech, and you knew just something was going to come out of this. Um, not what I expected, though. Me neither. Obviously, we all expected uh, Tan- uh, Eddie, Eddie, and, uh, and proud, powerful Tana and Ortiz. Yep. We obviously expected them, but they came out last. Yep. Moxley yep. decided to come out, which I kind of liked yep. thinking about it, especially with the trios title. Yep. Uh, obviously, then everybody else came out. Um, the brawl happened. Uh, the best part was Regal. Oh, right out. Regal out of Jericho. And uh, so now next week we have a confrontation between those two guys. So now I'm trying to figure out because, you know, just when I think I have like what direction the pay-per-view is going to set up card wise, they throw a curveball at me every time. I swear they do this. And that's what I like about AEW because it's not as predictable as, as other products. Um, but now I'm like, okay, so are we going to get a five on five match of double or nothing? And who's the odd man out? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, God, you would have to be the odd man out, wouldn't he? I know. And I hate that because he's on such a roll, but he, yeah. I mean, you don't split up proud powerful. Nope. You gotta have obviously Eddie and Moxley are just their anchors. So yeah. And, 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 and Brian's. One of your bigger stars in the company. I mean, you're not going to have him not on double or nothing. So, right. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Unless yeah. they, unless, uh, okay, let's throw it back. Let's say, uh, Jericho bring back Tully to go match up with Regal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I even saw somebody on Twitter suggested, and, and I know we're a little ways away from this. It's going to happen sometime this summer, blood and guts. You can have a five on five blood and guts, and William Regal could denounce blood and guts like he used to war games in NXT. That, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know with Regal's health condition if he can do one more match. I mean, I remember listening to the podcast there with 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 Jericho, and it was it was bad. Like now, it was really bad. But um, they wouldn't do a blood and guts at double or nothing, would they? Hmm. I mean, they've done the same stampede the last two years, but I know it was different because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could do a stadium stampede in the Raiders stadium. Yeah. I don't think they do that, but obviously obviously, Tony Khan would have the pull to get that done. Yes. Um, I know. It's going to be interesting. It just, it wasn't, wasn't the direction I saw going, but uh, I liked what they did tonight. I, I feel like when we do this, uh, final podcast going into double or nothing two weeks from tonight yep yeah i feel like that show will button up the card yeah it should i I don't think we'll have a definite 
card until the end of that show. Which that will make the predictions hard that night because everybody's going to be scrambling. Last you're yeah, you're going to give us 15 yeah. minutes to make our predictions. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. Yeah. No. Which um, makes you, again, makes you hooked to watch the show. What do you think of Eddie's uh, burns tonight? They had a very quick camera glimpse at him. And it was very quick and it looked real. But you notice he didn't he didn't take a lot of physicality. You know, he tackled Jericho and was choking him. They pulled him out. So whether it was makeup, I'm guessing it's makeup, but um, yeah, whoever was the uh, makeup artist for the 2.3 seconds that the camera was on him made it look like it was a real burn. Yeah. And and I was laughing during that brawl. Everybody's going at it. And then you kind of see Moxley like looking around like, there's nobody for me to hit. Like I, yeah. I went in on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Moxley has just been, you know, since he's come back, um, which they made a comment in the uh, in the speech, which you know, obviously he was good with. I'm sure that was all done beforehand. But uh, yeah, Moxley, Moxley's got me hooked right now. I I, I almost don't want to see him in that trios deal, but I do. Um, I I still want to see him beat up a bunch of like a bunch of heels and and just go through them. But you know, I'm 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 sure his time will come back again. I still think I think he'll be the first two time AW heavyweight champion because I mean he was great in 2020 given the circumstances, but he deserves a run with fans. Yeah, if 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 you could if you could spitball it real quick, um, and this is just off the cuff. Punk wins it at double or nothing. MJF takes it away from Punk. Moxley takes it away from MJF. Yep. I could see that. I could see that. Um, and that just that was just literally off the shoulder here about three seconds ago. <laughs> I think at the start of the year, my predictions, I thought Punk, I thought MJF would win it this summer, which I'm gonna be wrong because he's not challenging for it double or nothing. And then I had Wardlow taking it off him, which that's not gonna happen this year. I was a little way too far ahead for my liking there, but that was my yeah. bold prediction. So, yeah. again, TK keeps us on our toes. He does, and I like it. He does. Makes me watch every week. Yep. Then we get the uh, lone women's match of the night, which I complain about every week that we only get one match. But this one was a good women's match. Two ladies that can really go: Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter. Um, no surprise, at least on my end, Tony Storm gets the win. Um, rolling Hater up into the Storm Zero. Yeah, that that finish was a little bit soft, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. But I thought these two girls put it all on the line, and it was very, very good match. Um, two weeks ago when Paul and I talked about the women's match, it was not good. Um, but this match was good. It was one of the better matches on the card tonight. Um, they did a great job. And, yeah, I – I obviously going into it, I th- thought Hater would win, so we'd have that Hater Britt Baker kind of confrontation, you know, because they had that pre-match thing where you know the best woman would win. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, Hater Hater might go over, but putting Tony over probably is the right thing to do, um, and, and sets up for a pretty good bracket. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking we're gonna get another rematch between Britt and Ruby in the finals. 
Yeah, we got we got Ruby this Friday night um, on Rampage. Sheeta, right? Yeah, but do you? I was thinking about that when I saw the graphic. Do you think Sheeta's going to take that many losses in a row? Yeah, that's a good point because Serena Deep got the better of her in their feud. Yeah, um, but Sheeta's the longest reigning champion in AEW history. She had that title for I think it was like 372 days before she lost it to Britt. Right. So maybe they have her go against Britt and try to get revenge. Yeah. I, I can see that, but I like Ruby. the The last match I saw her on Dynamite was not that great. Um, right. We'll see. And maybe whoever the Joker is somehow beats Brent next week with an uh, interference from Hater or something. I, and that's it's a yeah. Brent and Hater. Yeah. I, I don't know because I still think we get that payoff eventually. So, so you you had a good idea. We had a good idea on the men's. Who's the Joker on the women's? Besides Mia Yam, we, we talked about I, that. I said earlier, Athena. Athena, that's right. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think I think that's that's the only guess I really have at this moment. Okay. Um. Yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, there's tons of female talent out there. That's why I'm probably forgetting somebody. But yeah, but good good solid women's match. What? Let's throw a, let's throw let's throw a, I'll throw my Joker out there. What if the Joker on the men's is Johnny Gargano, and then I, the women's is Candice LeRae. That yeah, that's one I didn't think about. I mean, I thought about Gargano on the men's side last week, but now Candice since then has been has been released. Uh, released as a free agent. Or, yeah, her contract ended, and yeah, contract ended. So she's free to go wherever she wants. Baby's four months old. She's. Yeah. I don't know. I could get on board with that. Both of them going there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's fantasy booking, but yeah, it'll be interesting. We then got the rundown for uh, this Friday's rampage, which is at five thirty. I can't stand the early, early start, but I understand the NBA playoffs. Um, so glad Dynamite's on TBS now, so don't have to worry about that stuff. Um, so we got Rampage, we got Dynamite next week, which is really full of the Owen matches next week. Um, and we can talk about that here in a minute because one of those was our main event tonight, Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. Anything goes match, which I love that stipulation for these two guys because as they proved tonight, these guys are just freaking insane. It's, it's Both of them. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> I think I text you three minutes into the match like, we're going to have some killer color. Which we never really did. No, but but those guys did stuff that they sh- shouldn't have been done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, but, I mean, Jeff's done it his whole career, and Darby at such a young age. I'm like, God, he's not gonna be able to walk in ten years. <laughs> the the bump Darby took at the start. This is even before the ladder bump. Yeah, he did that clothesline. Like he landed on the outside. I'm like, Good lord. And then you had the ladder bump on top of it, and it was just like. In at first, I thought his back took the brunt of it. Then they showed it. It was his butt t- took the brunt of it against that chair. I'm like, oh my god, how did he not bust his tailbone? That and and that one, the, the chair before that he landed on just made his back prop up, and then you saw Jeff's leg kind of go across of him, and it made it look even worse. But yeah, those guys are just. I mean. Obviously, Darby's the future Jeff Hardy, obviously, of uh, Big Fox. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. And then, and then you had uh, 
Jeff putting Darby on the side portion of the stairs, and he went to the top rope for a swanton bomb, but Darby moved, and he bounces off the steel he, bounced, he bent those steps. He bent those steps. I know they're probably not the, the – they're not pure steel. Right, like but still. But still, he bent the – even if it was strong aluminum, he bent the steps. They were caved in. Um, and and I, I read a bunch of dirt sheets this week that Jeff's in a lot of pain right now. Like this is this is literally his final run, and he's in a lot of pain right now. So for him to put on a match like this, I applaud him. Like, yeah, he's given this year his his final go for it, and and you know what? I didn't think you could top the match, the opening match of tonight. This was darn close. Oh, and the crowd loved it. I mean, it's two fan favorites, and like it was the two guys are just freaking out of their minds with their death defying maneuvers off top ropes and off ladders and whatever they want to jump off of really. Uh, but I was surprised by this result. We saw Jeff win by a, a reverse. He reversed the, the pinfall attempt from Darby after hitting the coffin drop and he got the one, two, three. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that either. I, I thought Darby was going to go over, um, but a little bit of a, a little bit of a twist. Yep. And I like it. Uh, big, big handshake at the end. Um, I don't know. Do we do we see a Sting and Darby versus the Hardy Boys down the road after uh, Double or Nothing? I'd be all right with it. I mean, Sting loves that. He he likes to jump off things too in 2022. So <laughs> uh, now I do not want to see him jumping off a ladder like Darby. Sixty-three years old, and but it's Sting. I don't know. Well, he can uh, do whatever he wants. He's having he time of his that. life. Yeah, but no, I thought it was a surprise ending. Great match. Complete, like I said, I was a big fan of the opening match. I thought this match was great, and I'm thinking who what was better. But it was two completely different styles, do two completely different matches. I don't know. It was and that's and that's another thing I love about AEW. It's got whatever style of wrestling you enjoy, AEW has it. They got the high flyers. They got the crazy death defying guys. They have uh, the in-ring technicians. Um, they yeah. have some mega, uh, I guess you could say mainstream. I'd call punk mainstream star. Um, they got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was a variety show tonight for sure. And I enjoyed it. And, and guess what? I'm going to watch it next week unlike other shows. I'm not. Exactly. Exactly. So. And at the end, we got the Undisputed Elite came out and faced off with the Hardys. So I think a double or nothing. I think we're getting the Bucks versus the Hardys, a double or nothing. I like it. I mean, but I, then then that's well, I'm just like, what do you do with FTR? Well oops, fantasy book. <laughs> <laughs> so you got FTR at, at double or nothing, they get a rematch with the Briscoes for the ROH championship. I do like now that. now again we're gonna go fantasy booking. Briscoe's impact champions right now. Now you put the impact championships on FTR going into double or nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. You go into forbidden door and they put the IWGP championships on them. Now you're having the most decorated tag team yep. of all time. No, I, I do like that fantasy book right there. Yeah. So I, I can see that. I can see that as much as I like the Briscoes. Um, big fan of the Briscoes. You, you've known that for me for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're very entertaining hellacious promos but 
right now FTR is on the freaking roller coaster to Space Mountain, as Rick Flair would say, and just just keep riding them. Yeah, you have to. You have to. I mean, yeah. keep riding, riding your hot hand. Briscoes will have their day. They're, those boys are still – they're younger than me, so they're young. They're probably closer to your age, I'm guessing. So they got another couple years in the business um, as long as they stay out of some of them damn GCW matches. But Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I see that. Put put an impact in AEW obviously works well together. Put those belts on them and just space mountain. Here we come. So looking at the, at the oh and the rest of the bracket. So next week we have Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly. That's gonna be fun. Ooh. Who do you think comes out on top of that one? Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you think Joe goes over whoever the Joker is? <sighs> It depends who the Joker is, but um, yeah, I boy, could you imagine Joe versus Ray Phoenix? <laughs> I know, even Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, it's I, not does yeah, it's not as intriguing, but yeah, man, no, like like I was texting you before the show, I'm like I thought this show was darn near packed. Next week, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a large bottle, uh, bag of popcorn and. You're going to sit and watch this thing because it, it's going to be a great show. Because we also get Cole against Jeff Hardy next week. Yeah. Nice. Which Cole's got to go over and make the finals. Yeah. I just hope with Jeff and his state, like, I hope it's not a bad match. You know what I mean? Not saying that those two guys can't work, but some of the spots that Jeff probably tried to take, I don't know. I just hope it's, I hope it's okay. Because I'm trying to also figure out double or nothing. I'm like, okay, who's going to be in the final? I got to think Cole's going to make the finals. So is he going to go against Phoenix, Joe, O'Reilly, the Joker? I think, I think Cole definitely there. Yeah. Um, boy, Cole versus Joe, though. Yeah, take my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That, 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 that'd be a great, great uh, move. Uh, so many options, and I love that AEW just keeps their book open where they work with so many people. They get you hooked, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can bring in an impact guy. Um, they can bring in an old ROH guy. Who yeah, knows? We've seen it. Yeah. Now, I, I notice a little bit of the old ROH guys have kind of been buried a little bit, um, but, you know. Well, we'll we'll see what comes. I mean, there was a I want to call it a uh, a rough new logo that came out today. Um, we yeah, posted it on our socials. I, I I think if it had some color to it, it'll look a little better. But it definitely looks like to me, it looks like a Warner inspired logo, which gives me hope that a TV deal is coming. Yeah, you know Tony's not going to do anything without. Yeah, he's not uh, stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had, he had something in plan um, before he bought that yeah. or made an offer. Um, so he was on uh, uh, Brandon Walker's podcast. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. Do it today. Yeah. Uh, and and he made a comment that he thought it was a great value. So for for a guy of a business mind like him to say it's a great value, he's got something in the works. Yeah. Because, of course, when he bought it, I mean, the tape libraries of a certain value, don't get me wrong, but 
he wouldn't have booked that pay-per-view last month as heavy as he did if he didn't think that a TV contract was coming. Correct. And and you notice he took a lot of the ROH belts off of the ROH guys. Took them all, didn't he? Uh, Except the trios, which we don't even know if they're going to be. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, he kept he kept the, the championship on Gresham, but Gresham signed uh, right. both companies. So, you know, I look at that and like, Okay, he's got some plans, and there's there's going to be something in you know the Honor Club, which was your monthly subscription. I'm sure some people dropped, obviously, but I'm sure some people keep paying it. Right. Um, so he's got that income coming. So yeah, again, not a dumb business guy by any means. No, and he's got. I mean, look, like we were talking about, we can't fit the whole roster on Double or Nothing, even on a four hour show. That's why it's perfect to have ROH even though he wants to use it as more of a developmental, you got a lot of talent you can feature over there, like a Brian Cage. Yeah, which I was shocked they picked up his option, but whatever. Oh, I was too. I think it was more of we're keeping you away from WWE for one more year. You know what, though? In my opinion, I, I don't – Let Brian him have Cage it. didn't do anything for me. No, nah, me neither. I. Uh, but, I mean, the look's there, but that's it. He was impressive that his very first debut in that ladder match that he won. A double or nothing 2020, but then after that, it was kind of like, eh. Next. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, who was your wrestler of the night tonight, and what was your overall grade from 0 to 10? Well, my wrestler of the night, let's go with the grade. So I gave the last show uh, 8.5. It's a pretty high rating. Yes. I think this show was a little bit better, so I'm going 8.7. I like it. 8.7. And after watching the whole show, my wrestler of the night, even though he lost, Mr. Tequila. Mr. Dex. Got to do it. I like it. I, I'm going to go 8-5. Um, I thought it was strongest dynamite we've had in a while. Um, Fast-paced. Kept me uh, entertained and involved the whole way through the show, which usually I'm on my phone. Well, I mean, I'm watching, but I'm also on my phone tonight. I put the phone to the side besides my KOP tweets. I mean, I did sure. do that tonight, but um, a lot, I mean, just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all really. It's just, I don't nor I think I've gave one episode ever a higher grade than 8.5. So that's just kind of my rating system. Um, at, least um, you didn't, at least you didn't do a rookie score like Paul did last two weeks ago. <laughs> he was just like straight eight. I'm like, dude, that's a rookie score. He 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 doesn't watch one bite. Everybody knows the rules. I mean, okay. it's uh, right. well, I I I'm guessing he doesn't, but uh, <laughs> you know, he's also uh, no. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep it nice tonight, Paul. I'm not gonna throw too many daggers at you. We talking about Paul. We talking about Rip. We talking about Moose. <laughs> the guy's got so many identities. He got a lot of gimmicks. <laughs> um, there you go. But uh, I guess I'll go Jeff Hardy tonight. And I, I think I gave that to him a couple weeks ago and said I'd probably never give it to him again because I didn't think I would, but I didn't think he was going to be Darby Allen in a in a main event match. So Yeah. I look at I, – I know I don't look at the whole win-loss thing. He yeah. would, it was it was between him or him or Dax. But right. I'm, I'm right now I'm just hooked on Dax and – no, he's. I, I'm right there with you. Like that's why I, I I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Um, and Oral Sessions is one of my favorites because I think Renee does a fabulous job. And I came away bigger fans of his and Cash's because they were so honest and open. I'm like, how can you not root for these guys? Yeah, and and I actually I listened to one today. Uh, I did too, Dustin. Dustin. Oh, that was a good one too. Holy cow! Yeah. 
holy cow, the the, the, the stuff these guys have gone through and, yeah. and turn around and turn the lives around, you know, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. It really is. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's done a heck of a job. Go watch or listen to her podcast. Wow. But um, yeah, Dax Harwood's my uh, wrestler tonight, 8.7. And uh, I can't wait to take that belt off of Paul here in about two weeks. And like I said, we're going to have to sanitize that thing because I, mean, I don't know what he's doing. That was my guest tonight. He loves that belt. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. you know him better than I do, I guess. <laughs> Because that's not I what I think of. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope but, you're uh, wrong too. If if I can't win it from double or nothing, I hope you do. I hope because he's I, had it long enough. I tell you what, when I win, if I win and when I win, even though it's a very very difficult show, I'll put it online at Forbidden Door. Well, that that's good. I'm glad you're on board because Paul and I already said if one of us win it, we're put on the line, even though it's a quick turnaround. So it's a, it's so. a quick turnaround and. You have a completely mashup promotion oh. with mashup promotion, and you're mashing it together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm in. Fighting champion. I like it. Well, it's been fun, Ship. Thanks for filling in for Paul tonight, and we'll see you back here in two weeks when we do our uh, our uh, double or nothing preview show. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Yep. Take it easy. <laughs>